the sports complex. Afternoons 5 to 7. Hell yeah! On the horn. Back in the sports complex on a Friday afternoon. It is hour two of the show today. The Vandergrift played yesterday, so we're all the way to seven o'clock on a Friday. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Look There's at no us. Rangers game tonight. There's no Creed tonight. There's Man, we almost seem like professionals. We almost seem like professionals. Don't just wait. Just wait. Uh text size <laughs> open. 512-447-3776. You guys always make the show so much more fun. Say you guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. And sometimes it gets off the rails on a Friday because we're excited because I have about an hour more of work. And then I probably got two more hours of work, but I have one more hour of work, really. And then I can kind of pace it out for the rest of the weekend. So, uh, And then Monday, we'll be uh, uh, the Rangers will be on, so we'll, be, we'll probably be out somewhere. Follow us on social media. You can follow me at It's Patrick Davis. I know I'll tweet out where I'll be at. Whether we the station's there or not, I'll be out somewhere. I'll go out and the people and the, be with the people. That'll be a good time. And if anybody tries to play Creed on their phones around me, I'm leaving. Oh, I'm going to go find the PA system. Hopefully they play it everywhere. <laughs> and I'm an Astros fan. I just want to see is, you annoyed. This is I do the Astros need to find a band, or are we just like we're winners. We don't need to do that. We need to declare one for them. We need to declare one for the. I don't. I don't want to. I feel like anybody I declare, it's going to be a bad. I feel like I'm going to leave something off, and they're going to be like, "Oh, by the way, you're the leader of Five One Two Fridays." <laughs> I, I trust you to pick the band for the Astros. Uh, well, I mean, it's easy top if it's for going. Because it's, it's Houston. Okay, you've now lost your chance to pick the band. That's what I said. It's, it's, I mean, if you're going to say what's the best band out of Houston, it's ZZ Top. Yeah, okay. They're, well. they're, they're from Houston. They are Astros fans. Well, the Rangers. Martin like Scott Stapp, who is a Marlins fan, <laughs> the as we've heard already. It doesn't have to be a Houston band. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, but I prefer it to be because I like my things to work. And that I like my, my, my song to be from a fan of the team. Okay. There is some, and there's, by the way, I've played them before. There are some terrible Astros songs out there, too. Really? Yeah, there's some bad ones. Uh-oh. I mean, great ones. Good job, guys. But there's some terrible ones. Uh, which, well, for every team, there's just bad songs for every team. And there's some okay, like funnier ones and stuff like that. But every team, especially if you're winning, you get a, a bunch of songs made about well, you. Well, for the Astros, we might not have to go band. Maybe we go like Paul Wall. Or... Like there's a polka song about Jose Altuve, I believe. What? And played, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. You can Please don't it. play that. <laughs> I've played, played it on these airwaves before. Oh, man. Don't tell me. I'm only playing Scott Stapp's Marlins Will Soar from here on out. That's all we're playing. I'm every- okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another minute on that on the song. I can, I can still keep playing it. There's another minute? There's another minute. I don't know where he goes from it. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever listened two minutes into this song. <laughs> <laughs> the tech side's open, 512-447-3776. Scarlett says, for the bye week, I'm going to have a seance on the lawn at DKR, and me and Daryl Spirit's going to howl at the eclipse. Yeah, it's That's Friday the 13th. About. There's a full moon on Friday the 13th, and the eclipse is tomorrow. Scarlet's going to go out there and conjure some dark spirits. That's what I'm talking about. We need more people bought in like Scarlet. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Scarlet. Uh, random texter number 69, way, way, way off topic, but the, uh, but today Bill Belichick ended an immediate debate uh, by who's starting the quarterback going to be for the rest of the season by waving Bailey Zappi. Not sure if Dallas or New England has the most stubborn senile GM right now. Uh, no, look, Bailey Zappi wasn't really going to be the guy either. I was going to say, was that, I mean. They tried to get Matt Corral, and that didn't work out. They right. picked him up earlier. Uh, and, I mean, I'm sure they're waving him, and they're going to pick him up and put him on the practice squad again or do whatever. But uh, I don't know where he, where else he's going to end up right now either. Uh, but, no, but they want to go with Matt because they're they're trying anything to, you know, 
get through this. The bigger question is how long until you just start tanking the season and or, then and then go, well, we'll just pick a quarterback in the draft. Or how long until you, you move Bill into like a GM role? Oh, no, I don't think I mean, – no, because he's too close to the all-time coaching record. Yeah. He's too close to Shula. Ah. So I think that there's a thing where if he were to – if he's not coaching in New, in New England, he's going somewhere else. He's also hell-bent to win one more because Tom did. Oh, no, he's never going to win another championship. I don't think so. Not, no, not as a head coach. Yeah. Because I, I don't know an, like a young offensive coordinator who's going to be like, let me hop in here and do all of the work for you. Not in New England, he won't. I could never see New England getting rid of him or making him go find a job elsewhere. But What, if, all right, what about this? What if, uh, what if the Jets struggle enough and then they're like, Aranda's out. We're going to bring in Bill Belichick and then have Aaron Rodgers next season healthy. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, that's not happening. I don't, I'm not predicting it to happen. No. I just, that's, uh, I just, wanted, to, just wanted to make somebody grimace in their car. Well, that's, since we're in fairy tale land, I'm glad to see the Cowboys have picked up Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, Jello Cat texted, don't know if I missed it, but did you see the Houston-West Virginia game last night? Yes, we did. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, we'll have that up on the podcast page here after the show. Uh, have I ever seen two last-second field touchdowns like that in the same game? I feel like I have. I feel like I have. I don't remember off the top of my head. But I know like uh, in the Texans game this weekend, uh, C.J. Stroud scored, and then almost immediately uh, Atlanta came back down the field and scored two to win the game. So it happens. It happens. That was crazy that it was 12 seconds left they scored, and then yeah. like zero timeouts uh, for West Virginia with a minute something, and they are able to score. It, it was a crazy end that I paused. I, had to, I was watching it, and then had to pause it, and then like – tell my friend to turn it like to watch it like no no, you have to watch it just watch it and he's like wow what a crazy finish i'm like it's not over it's not over oh you brought someone back into the room yeah yeah. oh man yeah that's it was a great it was a great finish it was and it makes it better i didn't know the west virginia qb was talking trash (laughs) that's amazing uh chief engineer my raiders and mike and jet and uh mcdonald uh mcdaniel will pick him up uh, along with trading Max Crosby for a bag of peanuts and a used Blockbuster gift card. Yeah. Oh, no. That sounds about right. Oh. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Taylor takes Chiefs, Beyonce takes Strohs. Uh, Be- Beyonce, good. Be- Beyonce is another Houston one. You can put Beyonce in there. I don't know what song Beyonce would do, though. I don't know do, if Beyonce is going to get you pumped up for a baseball game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. All the single ladies isn't going to get. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I mean, I guess put a ring on it. Put a ring on it could work. It could because you get a ring for the could work. Everybody knows the words. Everybody they, knows the words. They You're know putting the a World Series championship ring on it. They know the dance. Yeah. yeah actually, that that All could right. work. All okay. Right. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it, but I'll go with it. I feel like we should have at least you know three or four more suggestions, but that one's on the. Yeah. <laughs> it's on there. I found we found a connection. It's better than Scott Staff and Creed. It's on the I'll short give you list. That. It's that's not hard. It's not a hard sell. That the guy, one man band guy, is better than Scott Stapp and Creed. Right. But, you know, we'll I still there. like if we're going to go that route and we're not doing full bands, I mean, Paul Wall in Houston, he would shut that place down. He would. I just don't know any Paul Wall songs because I'm an uneducated person. Shame on you. I don't. I don't. You know, Shame on you. I stopped listening to hip hop around 2001, 2002. Oh, so you know he's a hip hop artist. I do. Okay. I know who Paul Wall is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to miss him. I mean, it's <laughs> I'm aware he is a he's a very big fixture in Houston. So I see him and I'm there and I'm like, I know who this guy is. Yeah, could not tell you so. Okay, uh, let's take some picks. Uh, if you didn't see last night, Broncos lose to the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs cover barely, nineteen to eight. It was ugly. When you score like nineteen to eight, you go, yeah, it probably wasn't a fun game to watch. It no. was not a fun game to watch. Russell Wilson still terrible. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to the world of what do you do with Russell Wilson in that contract. Uh, yeah. Because he just not, it just doesn't seem like it's. It seems like it's only getting worse. 
Uh, the talk now that they're going to – oh, Jerry Judy's open for trade and, and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton had a great catch in that game too. Uh, the one touchdown. Incredible. Uh, incredible catch. Yeah. Incredible. But And you also hear all this stuff about ex-Seahawks now talking about Russell Wilson and what was really going on behind the scenes there in Seattle and no one really talked to yeah. him or invited him to go do things. So it's just the Russell Wilson story is getting a little muddy. It is. Yeah. It, you know, when you can have that over a Danger Witch sandwich from Subway. Oh, no. Those commercials were the – they were just – They were dangerous. Let's go Broncos they, country. Let's do it. Let's All right. Ride. Let's ride. <laughs> All right, let's start off. We'll start off with the Texans, and we're going to get to the Cowboys at the end. Okay. So start with Texans, go to the Cowboys at Monday Night Football, but we're off Monday, so we're going to – well, not the, the horn will be on the air Monday, right? Ian Robbie with Hook 'em Up will be on six to eleven on Monday, sure. But the Rangers will be on uh, during five to seven, so I will not be on the air. Yeah, is what we're saying. Uh, but Texans go. I'll play on set on Sunday. Uh, they're playing the Saints. It's in Houston. Saints are favored by two. Uh, Laramie Tunsil is going to be active. Hey, so you're getting back that left tackle. Titus Howard, I believe, is back on the right tackle. All right, we're starting to get some guys back on this lineup. You still have. Uh, uh, which now I can't bring. He's the right guard that you've had, who's actually been the only guy there that you traded for from uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, you're able to have him, but you're you're getting much closer to the lineup. And once Juice Scruggs comes back off of injured list, which he is now eligible to come back from, so once he is healthy, you'll move him back to center, most likely. You move Patterson, who's been playing center, doing pretty well, to left guard, and that will be your starting five that you would like to have. Shaq Mason is the guy's name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but if you can have that. Uh, that starting five, that changes the dynamic a little bit because you may be able to start running the ball a little bit more, which they have had no luck running the ball so far this season. Even with Damian Pierce, a good running back, but he is not having a good season. Do you take the ball out of CJ's hands, though? But you've been trying to run the ball anyway. I'm just, you know, you want to get 20 carries a game to a running back. Yeah. It's true. still 40 passes a game, you know, if yeah. you're going to run 60 plays. Uh, but the offensive line is starting to get healthy. The problem is the Saints secondary is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stroud's going to have his uh, biggest test yet. This could be the week he throws his first pick because this uh, this Saints defense is pretty good at picking the ball off. Uh, it's going to be a difficult game for the Texans, but you know what? I'm a homer. I'm going with the Texans. Uh, the Saints team is not great. Derek Carr, uh, Carr's Lux in Houston. As someone who is a Texans fan from the beginning, cars don't do well in Houston. Yeah, no. No. That's uh, no. He I'm sure he I mean he grew up around this franchise. We'll put it this way. One's on TV now. One is on TV I mean, now. <laughs> uh no, but I I I think this will be a closer game. Uh it'll depend. This will be a huge test for CJ Stroud that if he's able to still move the ball at that rate if Bobby Sloak is still able to figure out ways to get this this Texans team playing uh and get this offense moving against a really good Saints secondary, are you able to run the ball on this team that is a little bit weaker at the run game, run defense? Are you able to do that because you know you have to, you know, you can't just keep trying to throw it into a really good secondary? Yeah, no, I I, I tend to agree. I, I, I'm going to lean Texans on this one, and normally I would take the Saints in this sort of matchup just because of their defense. I, I love the way their defense plays, but C.J. Stroud, I've picked against him for the first couple weeks of the season. I'm not doing it anymore. I just, like, <laughs> he is unbelievable back there, and I think he could. I think he can win by more than two points. Yeah, that's it. And so it's it, at home. I will give Houston that this crowd's going to start to get into it more. That this Houston team is starting to give fans a reason to get excited again. Uh, so I think that they will be they will have a big uh, moment in that game. It's going to be a big weekend in Houston because you have that, and then you have the game uh, Minute Made afterwards. Oh yeah, that city's going to be buzzing. It's going to be buzzing. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I believe one of the reasons why also you're having the day game on Monday is because the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football. So you didn't want to have the Rangers and Dallas playing. 
at the same time. Yeah, probably don't want to do that one. You know, they're on different networks, and I think the different network was like, yeah, you know what? We don't want to go up against X. We're going to get terrible ratings. <laughs> uh, so I think that's one of the reasons why it's a day game on Monday. Uh, let's go Ravens-Titans. Uh, Ravens are four-and-a-half-point favorites at Titans. This is the uh, international game, another game in London. Yep. Uh, Ravens went there earlier this week. Monday. Have hung out. They've been hanging out, trying to get up to it. Titans not late, didn't leave till yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming a thing where people are trying to figure out the, you know, how to get over there and not be jet-lagged in that game and be ready and be able to be focused and all that. And they're going to have to. The NFL is is going to make this happen where it's a regular. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 really trying to push it. They're probably going to put more and more games. Uh, you know, hopefully they figure it out more like they're starting to figure out Thursday night football, that it's not always terrible. You get like eight good Thursday night football games a year now uh, as opposed to zero. Yeah, that was rough <laughs> uh, when it was on NFL Network. Uh, so I, I think you if you figure out a way to make some of these games decent and and have teams that are over there maybe for two weeks and, and you know make it so people can – so you have more of an opportunity to be over there and you don't have these jet lag games. But this is the thing. I think that uh, the the Ravens are going to have some problems even though they got there early because it still is an international game. The Ravens have had problems with drops. And when you're going up against a team with a coach, a coach like Mike Vrabel who is just a kind of hard nose, understands how to pull out bad games – I think this game is not going to be great. I'd like that the Ravens got there early, but I'll take the the Titans with the points. With the four and a half points, I will take them. I think the Ravens can still win this game, but I think it's an ugly game that is close. Uh, so I'll take the four and a half points. That's interesting. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Ravens to cover the four and a half. I like the fact that they've been there since Monday, and everything that's coming out from their media is like, hey, man, we love it over here, and we were surprised to see that people love us over here. Yeah. Like Lamar is excited to be over there, and people are recognizing him. And this team, Mark Andrews said it, this team is dangerous. It's just a sleeping giant right now. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to catch a team that's a little bit jet-lagged to kind of get in rhythm on this offense, eliminate the drops, blow this team out, cover the four and a half. If they eliminate the drops, it's I don't think it's much of a game. But I just think a lot of these London games are being just, they're, yeah. they're just kind of slugfests. And, you know, you don't get the prep up for them enough and you just kind of go out there and fight. And so I, if it was if it was two and a half points, I'd, I'd take the Ravens, but I think you, a field goal game is possible in this. So that's why I'll take the Titans. Uh, Commanders and Falcons. Falcons, two and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, but there's a big one. If the Falcons can start going, it's a team a lot of people didn't have doing much this season. Desmond Ritter would step it up to that next level. Bijan Robinson looks amazing. Like that difference between Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson. And I know Gibbs has been hurt, but you look at that difference of, yeah, well, they're both really good players and they could be electric in. Man, Bijan is just, hey, we're getting the red zone. Just get just get him the ball. It's in just any way you can get him the ball and he's gonna get in the end zone. They had another sweet skyline shot of him where they throw him the ball. He catches it behind his back without yeah. looking at it yeah. and finishes the play. Bijan is not real. No, yeah, it's crazy. Commanders are banged up on defense. Falcons are three and at home. I'd have the Falcons covering this. I'll take the Falcons too. Yeah, yeah. Bijan is incredible. He's just so good. And I like if you make Desmond Ritter look good, you're that good. Seahawks and Bengals. <laughs> Uh, Bengals, three-point favorites. Burrow says he's finally getting healthy. We saw last week he started to be able to move around a little bit more. He was basically stuck in the pocket for the first few weeks of the season. Now that he's moving around, buying himself a little bit more time, he gets Jamar Chase the ball again and again and again. And unlike, I know we're not going to get the Cowboys, but unlike Jerry Jones, who wants to spread the ball to all his receivers, get it to your star receivers. He gets it to Jamar Chase. They win the game. They are now favored against a Seahawks team that has a better record. 
Uh, if you're the Seahawks, you have to pressure Joe Burrow. You have to try and get at him and, and make him not be able to get time to get the ball out because that's what's been stopping him. But I think the Bengals are starting to figure it out. If he's healthy, then this Bengals team can change. I agree. I, I like the Bengals at home as well. Um, the Seahawks, they're going into a, a a pretty rowdy environment, and that team is finally giving their fans reasons to believe moving forward. Uh, I think it's going to be too much to handle for the Seahawks. Joe Burrow, with the injury too healing up, he can finally drive the ball better yeah. because he was having a hard time. Like that 15-yard pass, it was kind of floating out there yeah. a little bit. So. so that's if he started to look better last week and he has another week of yeah. of healing, I, I that's where you start to see, okay, this is the Joe Burrow we expect to see. Uh, let's go. Colts-Jaguars, AFC South on the line. Uh, the Jaguars are coming back from that hangover from London. They spent 10 days in London, adjusted their clock to London time, long time. and now are back trying to readjust your clock back to time in uh, Florida. The Colts are, and you basically are going up and scouting a team that you haven't seen Jonathan Taylor play this year, really. He got six carries, I think, last week. Yeah. Uh, you have Gardner Minshew is now a player starting quarterback. You don't really know what they're going to do with him. So you, you're you coming off of a overseas for two weeks and then trying to go straight into a game where you don't know what you're going up against. I think that's going to be a lot for the Jaguars. and They just haven't looked really good this year. Yeah. And I think all those kind of things going against them, they're getting four points. They're giving four points as well. The Jaguars. I'll take the Colts. They've looked pretty good this year. They've looked. I mean, not great, but they've looked better than I thought they would. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew will get you a couple wins in this span before teams really start to figure him out, and then it starts to go downhill a little bit. But then you have Anthony Richardson back, and it changes the the, the, the game plan up again. Yeah. Again, I don't like this because we are in unison. Um, again, for all the reasons you just mentioned, that's a lot to keep up with for the Jags. And when you're playing an offense that presents these problems you haven't seen yet, yeah. you need all the preparation time you can get. And they're readjusting their clocks. They're spending travel days. It's and I mean, just... and, and if you just talk about it, even if the coaches, you know, can get their stuff done and they can get out there, you're talking about players that you know, if one linebacker who's out there is just having a you know, brain fog. Yeah, he's still adjusting. And he misses out on that whole thing where you're like, by the way, Jonathan Taylor does this little move and then yeah. breaks it for a touchdown. Or Gardner Minshew likes to throw, he'll look you off this way. All those little things that you're missing because you've been on the road, Those, it's another one of the problems of, well, if you leave guys over there for two weeks, you probably want to have a bye week on the way back right? so that you don't, you know, you can readjust to coming back over. And I will say this as well. There's not a huge drop-off when Gardner Minshew comes in from Anthony Richardson. They just present different problems. Yeah, no, and Gardner Minshew's been good. I, you know, he's one of those guys. Though you go, can he play? How many weeks can he play before right. you start yeah. to see diminishing returns? Yeah. Because people start to figure him out a little bit more. Right. Uh, one more before we go to break, and then we'll get to the Cowboys. Uh, Lions three three uh, three point favorites at the Buccaneers. This is the toughest test so far for Tampa Bay. They've looked pretty good so far, but they also have wins over the Vikings, Bears, and Saints. <laughs> oh, well, that's so. A let's different. just say there's two of those teams that are really bad. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the Bears. If you want to move on from Justin Fields, there's a good chance you have two first round pick, two like top three picks, because Carolina looks terrible, and you have their pick because yeah. you got in the trade that you trade away this. So if you want to make a trade of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., if you get those two guys, and you just put together that you just move on and you just start that way, just saying it's a possibility. That's an interesting scenario. That's over if there. you get if you tank again and it doesn't work and you just go down and you get number one and number two. And everybody thought that was going to be Arizona, but Arizona, apparently Josh Dobbs is a better quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Fields, I think there's some coaching in that too. But <laughs> uh, 
but it, it's just an interesting game because they have that Carolina pick, and Carolina's the only team without a win this, so, so far this year. I know a couple Bears fans, and I'm talking diehard Bears fans, and they would not be upset with that scenario you just presented. You get one and two. Why would you not? Like You can't trade back out of that and go, let's keep Justin Fields for another year and then pay him a bunch of money. Are you going to try and salvage this season? And yeah. Let's get a new coaching staff in here that will use him better. Like that's, I think at that point you say we can get the best quarterback and the best wide receiver. Like, and those are it's it's a quarterback that's a people feel is in the next level would have been the top pick in the last two drafts. Yeah, and a wide receiver that would have been one of the top picks in the last two drafts too. But does Caleb Williams say I don't want to play for the Bears? I'll go Very back and pop- get my NIL that's possible. money. That may yeah. also be yes, but. <laughs> So those things where you keep seeing that and you're like, I don't know how trustworthy I'm here. I'm believing all this stuff that he's right. really saying that. That all these guys are saying, I am making so much money. I'll come back. Also, if once he loses, you know, I think once you lose a little bit more, you're like, yeah, go to the NFL. Yeah, right. Hey, Lincoln, can I can't play defense. Right. Maybe get one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we will get into the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to let Scott Stapp write a song about the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, if you have not watched that halftime show, this whole Rangers thing started from. And Cirque du Soleil flying scarf guys. That's what the Cowboys are going to need. I did watch that during the last break. You got it? Yeah. You watched it? It's a little over the top. Yeah. A little? Yeah. It's a, well, it's it's Jerry World. It's over the top anyway. Yeah, right? it's, it's over the top. Uh, we were. I don't think that was in Jerry World. That no, was, that wasn't. That was, that was, that was pre-Jerry yeah, World. That was pre-Jerry yes, World. Pre-Jerry World. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk Cowboys. Keep your text coming. Text line's open. 512-447-3776. We'll get to those before we go out. And just enjoy... Some more Marlin soaring. A perfect game, a triple play, a noble play of race. Yes, well, series chance will be. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on The Horn. It's a 5-1-2 Friday, playing local bands you can check out around town all during the show on Friday. And uh, this is one of the best young bands in town, the Peterson Brothers. Always very good. They're playing Saturday night at the Continental Club. Uh, great. Two brothers. Amazing. Uh, talented. Uh, great. It's always fun to go see. So check out the Peterson Brothers Saturday night at Continental Club. You don't got a game to watch. Texas is off. We're asking you on the, uh, the big fat poll of the day. What do you do on your... On your bye week, you go check out local music. You go check out some local music. That's the thing. Maybe go out and hit a, go go get a get some culture in your life. There you go. Get some culture. I'm I'm trying to cleanse everybody's palate after uh, Scott's out. I may play him again. Who knows? There's still like 30 seconds left in that song. Oh my! I don't know what. I don't know what's coming next. And every time I put it on, <laughs> it's just other baseball terms. And I enjoy it every time because I feel like he's going to come back and be like, free agent moves. It just it blew me away that he's just giving a play by play. I thought it was. He going just, to yeah, be, he just sang baseball things. I thought it was gonna be a song, subtle <laughs> references to baseball. No, he's going right into it. Double play. But I'm telling you, Rangers fans, he's a Marlins fan, man. 
you have a Marlins fans infiltrating your organization by by dumb people going and playing Creed and singing along. Thanks a lot. A terrible, internet. terrible band. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come it's, on. Uh, you're better. You're better than that, Rangers fans. I mean, maybe not, but I think you're better than that. Not that much better. But <laughs> uh, speaking of not that much better, uh, Cowboys play the Chargers. Yeah, they do uh, on Monday Night Football. Uh, it is going to be uh, uh, the reunion of seeing Kellen Moore for the first time since uh, he was. They mutually parted ways. Was that what it was? They mutually parted ways. They said this is for the best because Mike McCarthy was going to take over play calling duties because Kellen Moore did the same thing, but slightly better than Mike McCarthy? Because, I mean, have you seen much of a difference? Not not entirely. I mean, they, they do commit to the run a little bit more, but it's not a huge, massive difference. Yeah, it's not It's not the thing. It doesn't seem like a massive difference in game plan. or. I mean, you're using CeeDee Lamb less. Yeah, true. that's That's something bad about it. <laughs> it the, the red zone issues are alarming as well. They yes. They do have a terrible percentage in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, but that's there. It just doesn't seem that much. So Kellen Moore, will go see him with the Chargers. He's going to be driven to uh, show what he can do and get this offense rolling uh, the way he wants to get it rolling. Uh, I think that you know you, you the Chargers are at a point where they need to go. And, and really, the only reason that this is not a thing where you go, oh yeah, the Chargers can beat the Cowboys. They're kind of down right now, and you know if we this is a Chargers game, is because the Chargers also have a terrible head coach and a worse coach than Mike McCarthy. I would agree. Brandon Staley yeah. is definitely much worse than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is not a terrible coach. He's a terrible coach if you want to win a Super Bowl. Like he's just like he, he can get to this point and then you're like, okay, well now we need someone else because you're clearly not getting us over the hump. I, I would argue we're just in the wrong era for Mike. That too, but that's part of it, you know, you have to evolve. Brandon Staley just never evolved. I mean he's just still yeah. gonna do whatever I want. So Brandon Staley is uh, you believe that He's going to sit out there, and Kellen Moore will tell him, I know everything they're about to do, and I can tell you exactly what plays they will run and when they will run them and how it – and I can tell you what the play call – and I can tell you all that. And I can Saylor tell you can, what throws Dak can't make. Yeah, and I, and I can – no, but I can tell you what he's I, – I can tell you what Dak's doing. I know him inside and out. We can do this. And then yeah. – and Brandon Staley will be like, ah, let's just run our defense. There you go. You know what? I think if we just stick our guys out there, we'll win. It's like, come on, man. Thanks, that Kellen. Feels, Go conduct it feels the like Brandon Staley. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. The Cowboys are two-point favorites going into L.A. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of Cowboys fans there, I'm assuming. Uh, that is one of those buildings at SoFi that the Chargers have never really gotten to be a home field advantage. I know. Isn't that weird? It's not because they moved from San Diego to a team that already had another team and they, it's not there. It's like the Clippers, where until you're really good – you're not going to have a home court advantage. The Clippers yeah, never fair. did at at you know that's why they're building their own building, so they can say we're you know we have our team. They're they're in the Rams' home. Yeah, the Rams won fair. a Super Bowl a couple years ago. That's a Rams town. Yeah, and they're trying to go in, and it's a Raiders town <laughs> because people that's cooler uniforms. Right, than the Chargers. Right. So yeah, they they can't. But Dallas has fans out there. Dallas fans will travel out there. So it, there will be it won't be a full home field advantage for for the Chargers either, but. It's it's going to be difficult for the Cowboys just because if Kellen if Brandon Staley listens to Kellen Moore, then I think they will be able to have a pretty good game plan uh, against this Cowboys offense. And if you know all of Dak's flaws and you know how to say this is all the stuff Dak does, and I can tell you how he looks off players, and I can tell you how, it's like we we can know, and I can tell you by his step back where he's going. Kellen knows all that, and so if they attack those types of things, 
this could be another difficult game for Dak and one that does not make him look good at all. Uh, we'll see. Because could, I don't say, I'm not saying it will 100% be because Brandon Staley may be an idiot. Yeah, that I mean, part he, is very much true. Uh, and I mean, they maybe come out and go, okay, we have to do everything new that Kellen Moore has never seen. I don't think they would. But, uh, you know, I just, that it's, but this, this is going to be a big one of, you know, we've got everybody coming out and saying that Dak is the worst quarterback who's probably, I mean, there's, there's newborn babies that would be a better quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys than Dak Prescott. What we're hearing. Man. Do you, as a Cowboys fan, because I'm not a Cowboys fan, it's frustrating just covering the Cowboys because they don't seem to want to make moves. And I'm not the biggest, we, you know, get rid of Dak. I don't think Dak is ever going to be a, like, he's not an elite quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. But you can win a Super Bowl if you're a defensive first team, you run the ball, and you use him in the right scenarios. Then I think Dak's perfectly capable of being a low turnover quarterback that you're able to win with. But if you are trying to make him make plays, he's, his turnovers are going to go up, which is going to really render his abilities down. Yeah, and what did our good friend Jerry tell us about him? Uh, when some something tells you what it is, uh, don't try to dream that it's something else. Exactly. Don't try to dream that it's something else. And Dak has been telling us what he is for quite a while now. His only decent season, 2016, the season he was drafted, What's the key variable there from the rest of them? Tony Romo still on the sidelines. Tony Romo can still talk to him up until 15 seconds left on the play clock. They were 13-3 and that season. They lost to the Packers in the playoffs, sure. But Dak's turnover-worthy play rate was 2.4% that year based on Pro Football Focus's numbers. He had five picks. His average time to throw was 2.86 seconds. Now, the average amount of time in an NFL pocket is 4.29 seconds. So he's not getting rushed. He's getting the ball out, and it's decisive. That's great. Now move on to 2017 and beyond without Tony Romo. In 2017, they were 9-7 and seven in the regular season. Missed the playoffs. Immediate regression. Turnover-worthy plays, 2.8%. Again, his picks were 13. He doubled his picks and yeah. then some. Average time to throw, 2.8 seconds. Still, still the same there. That means he's confidently throwing the football into trouble. Is that because <laughs> Tony Romo's not telling him what the coverage is pre-snap? I don't know. Let's jump forward a little bit. 2019, Kellen Moore named the offensive coordinator, right? They're going to have this big, high-octane, explosive offense. Dak had some of his best offensive numbers. They were 8-8 eight and eight that season. Missed the playoffs. Turnover-worthy plays for Dak, 3.2%. We're still going up in that category. His picks, you guessed it, 11. Double digits again. Time to throw, 2.8 seconds. Still very confidently throwing into trouble. So I just... Dak is telling you what he is, and he has been doing it for a long time. And unfortunately, there's not a way out of it. Dak is going to cost the Cowboys $60 million if they try to move on from him because his contract is set to end next year. I don't know what Cowboy fans do from here, but if you're Jerry, you have to start preparing for the future, and I don't think Trey Lance is that future. I think, I think Trey Lance is a better option that if you want to have somebody that you can at least put, you know, try. Because, again... If we look at in the reality of how to find a quarterback, when you look at other quarterbacks, we talked about this on the show on the show earlier this week of who else is out there and how many teams actually have a quarterback and how many teams you're saying at worst, Dak Prescott is the twentieth quarterback in the league, and that's he's probably better than that. But if you're saying at worst, he's I'll go fifteen. Tw- yeah, that's what I say. I I put him around fifteen. Yeah, but we'll say at worst he's twentieth, which means at the best league in, in the sport, he's the twentieth best quarterback in the best league in football. There's not. There's not 
30 guys better than him out there that you can go get and the Cowboys can bring in. Now you can try and you know get other rookies. You can try and get guys and see if you can coach them up. The problem is you don't have a coach who coaches up players. You don't. There is no you. You brought in a coach who doesn't make players better. He tries to coach players that are already there. Now Dan Quinn tries to make players better. I agree, but I don't think Mike McCarthy is a make players better coach. He's not a player development coach. No, and that's part of why they need to be urgent with this because if and I know Jerry, if if he doesn't do the right thing and give this job to Dan at the end of this season, no matter the outcome, honestly, Dan's gone. He's going to get hired yeah. somewhere else. He will be gone. And we have a bunch of contracts coming up. How long can they keep this great team around deck in place and hope that he just kind of figures it out one day? Well, no, and I mean, if you see the stuff of like the CeeDee Lamb thing where they said, do you want to get CeeDee Lamb the ball more? He says, no, I want to get everybody equal targets. If I'm CeeDee Lamb, I'm like, cool, trade me. Yeah. Like, he, I, he's if, already if we're, doing if we're that bad, on the field. Yeah. If, if we're doing bad, you're not giving me the ball and you want to say you're going to throw the ball to Michael Gallup as many times you want to throw it to me. Right. Then I don't want to be here. Send me to a team that's going to respect me. Right. And you see his body language on the field reflecting that. He is very disappointed. Like, I get it. I, and this is the thing I always tell anybody about wide receivers because I get their divas and their prima donnas and all that and all the divas stuff. Play Madden and just as a wide receiver <laughs> and see how long it takes you to get super mad that the quarterback's not throwing you the ball. Yeah. Just when you're like, no, I was open. He, did, he just he got sacked again. Right. Like, just see how angry you get playing a video game. And then imagine you worked your whole life, and every time that happens, you're like, well, that's $3 million I'm ever going to see. And that's on my contract, and that's another cut. That's a payment incentive that I'm going to lose because they're not giving me the ball. And then when they're when they're calling plays, and you're actively, you're like, I'm option four on this play. Speaking of which, he's going to be asking for more money very soon. He is, but that's why I don't think he wants to throw him the ball, right? Because he wants to harden up hardball uh, with the negotiation. Which again, probably I, not. I, the, I don't know if direct, if Dak's cerebral enough to. I don't think Dak's doing it. I think Jerry Jones is because if we know one thing about Mike McCarthy is Mike McCarthy is a company man. And Mike McCarthy is doing everything Jerry did. Like, Kyler Moore didn't use Kevontae Turpin. Right. Jerry Jones signed him to a four-year deal. Now, not for a lot of money, but he signed him to a four-year deal. He wanted Kevontae Turpin to be a part of this offense and be somebody who was electric. And Kyler Moore didn't want to use him. Yeah. He said, I don't trust him in these systems. He doesn't do whatever, whatever reason. And Mike McCarthy is using him, and he's working in certain situations. The problem is you also drafted Deuce Vaughn, and that's the same kind of player and Deuce Vaughn can't do anything else yet because he's young. It's going to take him a little while to get used to how to but play. He's he he is, but he's the problem with Deuce Vaughn is you have to keep him on your active roster because if you cut him, someone else will pick him up to use him as a, 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 an, uh, an auxiliary player. Yeah. So you can't cut him and put him on your practice squad because someone else will pick him up. So he's a roster spot that you can't play. Like Trey Lance, they roster spot you can't play. And when you're on a team that needs some help and it needs more depth – and you are now have a running back and a quarterback that are just taking up roster spots on your roster. You can't cut either one or they'll get picked up. It's just a, another part of the formula that leads you to this team is not better than they were last year. No. They're, they're a step back from where they were last year. Yeah. And you were hoping that everything would go, okay, Mike McCarthy is going to change things in a positive way, and nothing really changed. He's just placating a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up last year because I want to give you the same numbers I was tracking for last season, which, by the way, we just agreed we've taken a regression from, right? 12-5 and regular season, loss to the Niners in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. No one's questioning whether or not Dak can get you 12 wins in the regular season. Yeah. What we are questioning is turnover-worthy play rate, 3.8%, still climbing. INTs, 17 
co-led the league with Josh Allen. Average time to throw, 2.7. Still very confident and, and, about I mean, it. if you want to have this big old line that's finally back, I get Dak gets the ball out quick because they run a lot of quick game. Yeah. But if you're saying he's throwing picks in the quick game. Right. Because defenses know he's going to fire it on his and first And they know read. he's watching one player. And right. Like, I was having this conversation about he's looking down his receiver. And you go, a lot of times they're not even looking down the receiver. They're looking at whoever. They're looking at the linebacker or They're looking safety, at the read. And they're looking at the read. Yes. And that's all they're doing. And so that guy knows. Let me slide over here. Let me and just take two steps. And if these wide receivers don't get far enough apart. Yeah. I can still go back and make a play, and everybody else who he's not even looking at is realizing, oh, he's looking at that guy. Well, and I they know in the huddle now. They know in the huddle now. The play gets called, and the receivers that aren't the play, they go, yeah. oh, okay, here we go. So it's it's just there's a lot of not buy-in right now, especially in the receiver core, because you see it. And then the red zone. When you go back and watch red zone possession for the Cowboys, it's the brutal. amount of times that Dak turns and looks right and the left side of the play doesn't do anything yes, is, is mind-boggling for the type of players that are there that you're like, man, Brandon Cooks was doing that for the Texans. He was still doing stuff. Right. And they sucked. They had nobody. And he was still <laughs> filling the play out. So, I mean, how pissed does he have to be to not trust and what's the communication and where is it at? Because that's where I think the problem is. The problem I have for the Cowboys is I'm fine. I, like, again, I, I'm the practical. If, if we're trying to win a Super Bowl and we're actually trying to go for it, Mike McCarthy clearly is not going to get us there. He is clearly a worse coach. We are clearly a worse time than we were last year. He's not the answer. No. So we have to have someone else. I don't know who's out there that you're able to pick up that's going to be this great offensive mind that's going to be able to get you that next step. That's the problem is I don't know if you fire Mike McCarthy, there's a better solution out there. You just need someone that can that can reach Dak a little bit better because I think that's part yeah. of the issue there is and I think they the feel rela- excited to play football again, right? And I think the relationship with Kellen, I think Kellen's brilliant offensively. I just think he couldn't reach Dak because they just they knew each other too well. There was no work relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, I think we've worked ourselves up enough about the Cowboys. And with that said, but I'm picking the Cowboys <laughs> minus two. The Cowboys are going to stomp the Chargers, by the way, on Monday night. I know I'm picking the Cowboys too. I'm picking the <laughs> Cowboys too. I, I, you know, I kind of want the Chargers to win just to watch it all go down the hill. But, like, the, the morbid part of my brain just says, like, you know what, let's just see. I want to see how far Jerry Jones can go down this path of saying things like. Uh, when some, something tells you what it is, uh, don't try to dream that it's something else. We know what he is, Jerry. We and know what he is. If you drop one more game before the Eagles game. Yeah, cause, and then you're probably going to lose the Eagles game. <laughs> Yeah, like, but that's post trade deadline, by the way. So that's post any other moves you can really make, uh, player personnel wise. I know. So if you get there and now you're like, okay, crap, we we may not make the playoffs. What do you do with that? Like, do you just suck it up and just take it to take it on the L? That you, hey, you know, we screwed it up and go out there and fight because we want to get the the dollars in. You no, know? they're going to do what the Cowboys do. They're going to make the playoffs and then that's, just squeeze in the back end. Make the playoffs. <laughs> Oh, I'm picking him this week. I'm picking him. The book is out on deck. Also, we know we're, we're bad at picking, so not good for the Cowboys. Yeah, last week was not hot for us. Was... <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, and if we have any more time, I'll finish out this Scott Stepp song for you. <laughs> if we have any more time. I don't know if we'll have time. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have time. We'll queue up the next one. We'll queue up the, We'll wait until Tuesday. And we'll play it more <laughs> for you there when the Astros are already up 2-0 in that series. There you go. There we go. All right, we'll be back here at the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. 
to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex. Uh, another fun show. Appreciate everybody joining us uh, on the text line. You guys uh, keep the show very much fun for us. So uh, I definitely appreciate everybody joining us there. We're going to have a good show uh, again on Tuesday when we come back. Uh, Monday, it'll be the Rangers playing right here uh, on 3 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock pregame on Monday. They'll be playing all there. Uh, stay tuned on hornfm.com. Stay tuned on our social medias. And if I'll be out somewhere, if you want to come hang out, I'll do the show for you live. We'll just hang out and talk like we're doing the show. So they'll be watching a game, too. Uh, big thanks to Jacob Standard for coming in uh, again and doing the show with me every Friday and making picks that are probably wrong. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me back every week because <laughs> the show's definitely not better for it. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Until then, be safe, be kind, keep your underwear clean. And uh, we'll be right back with more Sports Complex on Tuesday, 5 p.m. Right here on Sports Complex on the Heart.